Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. You are Locked On NFL Draft. Your daily podcast on the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. I am editor of the Draft Player at USA Today, joined, as always, by my good friend, my co-host, John Ledyard of Inside the Pylon and Scout.com. John, we took care of the offense yesterday. We're going to move on to defense with our NFL Combine superlatives. Uh, uh, we're recording this on a, a Wednesday. The interviews with the coaching staffs and the, uh, the GMs are, are in full-fledged uh, crazy mode already. Uh, we're hearing the, the weigh-ins and the numbers coming in, so we're, we're full-on into Combine week now. Everybody's descending on Indy. Uh, let's let's get it to it, man. Let's get to the defense. We're we're gonna start up front yeah. the defensive line. Yesterday we did, um, you know, who's gonna help themselves the most, who's gonna run the fastest, slowest, that sort of thing. With this group, we're including interior guys and edge guys. Who do you think helps themselves the most? Who do you think hurts themselves the most out of this group this weekend? I think you got a great group at both spots. I'm going to give you an interior guy, even though we're doing them together. I'm going to give you an interior guy, and I'm going to give you uh, an edge guy. On the field, I think Malik McDowell is going to blow away everybody, and I think he's going to do special things. What he does in the interview sessions with teams um, is, and what his coaches say, what teams research about him, it's something like this. You know, that's probably going to say more about his draft stock than anything. So that's a critical part of his evaluation that I have very little insight into. But in terms of what he's going to do on the field, I think he is going to absolutely destroy the combine. Um, I think he's a special kind of athlete. Uh, you know, I don't mean 40 per se, but I think he is going to, you know, test in well in everything. I think he's explosive. I think he's extremely flexible and change of directions. Fantastic. I think he'll do really well in the agility drill. So I think he's going to kill it among the defensive linemen. I don't think we'll see an, a crazy impressive athletic group of interior defensive linemen, but um, I think I know who you're going to pick in that group, by the way. So we'll see if you do end up picking who I think. Um, and I think for the edge guys, man, there's so many guys that, that you could pick. Uh, you know, this is such a ridiculous group and there's going to be a lot of talented players out there, I think. But um, I think Tack McKinley has been somebody we've talked about for a while that's going to do really well. Um, and I think he will do really, really well at the combine. What I'm really interested in with McKinley, I think he'll run a great 40 and I think he'll jump really well. What I'm really interested in, what are the agilities? Because if there's one concern now with McKinley, it's that you only see flashes of him like bending the edge and have that flexibility to turn tight corners and you know change that kind of direction. So I want to see more of that from him. And I don't know sometimes if it's whether from lack of experience or his pad level or he just doesn't really know what he's doing or when to get his hips around yet um, or if it's due to a mobility or flexibility issue. So that's kind of his biggest area of his game that's under scrutiny for me that I need to see um, more from that. I need to see him validate basically with his combine performance. So I think he'll kill it in a lot of the drills, but those are the drills that I think stand out as, as question marks to me. 
Yeah, I think, uh, first of all, let's get this out of the way. I think Hassan Reddick, it doesn't count uh, because he's running with the edge guys and much like we'll get to the defensive backs in a little bit, uh, but Jabril Pepper's going to run with the linebackers, which I just, I don't count those guys among those position (laughs) groups moving to the next level. But uh, outside of that, I think a couple of interior guys, um, I've talked about Montrevious Adams already, uh, and I think he will have a good showing. I do agree with you that he's more of a a linear guy than, than a short area guy. Uh, but I think I think he'll show enough athleticism in the drills, especially at his size. I mean, six four, three ten—that's just that's ridiculous. I think he moves mm-hmm. really well for that size. Um, and the other interior guy, I think, is Jaleel Johnson. I think he's extremely explosive guy, really powerful. Those uh, those playing speed numbers they gave us at the at the Senior Bowl—he was moving at almost 20 miles an hour for a guy that's almost 300 pounds. I mean, that's insane to me uh, to be moving at that at that speed. So. Um, those are two guys on the interior that I think will be impressed with this week. And then on the edge, I think it's Derek Rivers and Tim Williams. I think Tim Williams is going to make the most of this event as an explosive athlete. And I think that, um, I think Derek Rivers, particularly on the bench, Derek Rivers, I saw a video of him training. He put up 34 reps of 225 on the bench yeah. in his training. So I think that's going to help him. And I, I think he's an overall a very solid athlete as well. So those are a couple of guys at each of those positions that I think will do well. What about the other end? Who do you think is going to struggle this week? It's a good question because I think that is you know, one of the things that will be hotly discussed is, you know, there, we've seen things written this week that, Oh, Miles Garrett was slow in high school, and maybe he's going to be slow again and not be up to standard there. So, I mean, that's even going to be under scrutiny. So, you got somebody as athletic as Garrett that's going to be under scrutiny. Um, you know, I think all these guys, but, um, you know, Carl Lawson, I think, needs a really good performance or really solid performance, at least, you know, to stay in that for me, to stay in that top 15 conversation. I don't know, you know, some NFL teams, I think it's it's going to be a question mark with them. I don't know where they all fall on him, but I think that he needs a good performance to up his stock for NFL teams' uh, perspectives. But I think he'll be okay. The guy I really worry about what's Derek Barnett going to do. You know, I think he does okay in some of the drills. Um, I don't think he's going to stand out significantly in, in the other drills compared to everybody else. So I don't know how he's going to, how well he's going to do. Like, I don't, you know, how, how well or how good his jumps going to be. I'm not sure, man. I don't, I don't think he's going to be special in that regard. Um, you know, his 40 might be okay. Uh, how good's his 10? I don't know if it's going to be special. Um, his agilities are big because for his style of play, it re- requires a lot. So I think maybe he'll do better there than we expect. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he'll show because he is pretty flexible on tape. You know, he does, you know, bend in all the right places. So we'll see. Um, how that progresses for him. But one guy I think is really going to struggle, two guys actually. I think Ryan Anderson from Alabama and Jordan Willis from Kansas State. Yeah. No, I'm not talking about the 40 for these guys. Willis is probably going to run an okay 40. I'm talking about the agilities. I think both these guys are going to struggle. I don't think they're going to jump super well. I don't think either are athletes, and I think that is important in contextualizing their film because – I think Willis is a little more developed as a pass rusher than Anderson is. Anderson's a better run defender, but neither guy has that transcendent athletic ability to be talked about in the top 50, which is where we're talking about them way too much, in my opinion. Uh, In this edge rusher class, man, I just think there's a lot better options in that range. So I think both of those guys will struggle uh, at the combine. Yeah, Willis was the guy that, that first came to mind to me. I don't think this is the type of event. Uh, of event that will showcase what he does the best. Again, I do think he runs well. Again, similar to uh, to Adams, very good linear play, linear player. But uh, but yeah, it's not 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 going to look so well. I think in the short area stuff. Um, I'm going to highlight two guys. It has nothing to do with their their on the field, but I think the medicals are really going to hurt these guys this week. That's Eddie Vanderdose from UCLA in terms of interior guys, and I think Juan Price. 
the edge guy from Pittsburgh. Uh, I think both of their film, I love their tape. I love them as players in a vacuum, but I really think those medical evaluations and their injury histories are really going to hurt their stock this week. I wouldn't be surprised to see certain teams completely take those guys off their board uh, because of what comes in from those results. And again, that's just projection based on the injuries I know of. I'm not, you know, it's no sort of inside information. I know about what's going on behind the scenes. That's just what I assume based on the injuries that we're already aware of. Yeah, the interior guys too, you know, if we're just talking about in terms of drills that I don't think I'm actually I think Monty Adams could struggle outside of the forty. I think he'll do really well in the forty and probably and get everybody. You're never hyped. gonna let me hear the end of it if he does. I'm <laughs> looking, know, it's it's gonna right. be bad. That makes me yeah. want Malik McDowell to suck just so you and I can, you know, have something for one <laughs> we another. We could go back and forth on it. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Malik McDowell's gonna dominate, but yeah. uh I think uh, Jaron Jones actually will struggle too, and I think there's some people that really like him and love his Miami tape and they think he's you know, really athletic, and I think he'll be, I think he'll be okay in the jumps, and he'll be okay in the ten. I did think in the agility drills, he's really going to be labored. I think it's going to be a bad time for him, and that's going to continue to affect his stock. So, you know, those would be my interior options, I guess, if I were picking guys that are in there that were going to hurt themselves the most. We're going to move on to linebackers now, and I dare you to say something about Ben Bulware struggling. <laughs> I think he's gonna have a terrible combine. So, there it is. I said it. It's out there. Oh man, Ben, if you're listening, we love you, man. It's that thing. I think John loves you. I'm pretty sure. I do, man. I think, he's a I think 15 years ago we'd be talking about him as a high pick, but in today's NFL, man, I don't. I didn't see anything at the Senior Bowl to get me excited. But he, great guy. You have him on your team. Get him on your team because um, I think he's going to. Uh, be a good special team or a good reserve guy last in the league a long time just not going to be an every down starter i don't think i'm going to talk about a couple of guys that that interest me in terms of whether it's off field issues or or injuries i think that these guys are are impressive athletes but i wonder the behind the scenes stuff how that's going to affect them this week devonte fields who's listed as an outside linebacker in this group probably could have included him in the edge guys but but i'll talk about that uh, we mentioned his his off-field issues earlier in the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Uh, that's going to be something big for teams to dig into. I think he's a, a very intriguing prospect on the field. But again, with those, you know, the charges were dropped, in, incident of, of violence, and and but I think that that doesn't necessarily quell uh, quell the concerns for teams when it comes to that stuff. So that's going to be important. And I think maybe the most interesting player this weekend in the linebacker group, again, we're not counting Jabril Peppers because I don't think he's a linebacker, but Alex Anzalone is really interesting because I think he's going to do really well on the field, really well in the drills. He's a, a, an impressive athlete for his size, but his injury history is really going to work against him. So I think that it could be really high and really low for him on the field and off the field. I think he'll look really good in those drills and teams will get really excited about his potential but it'll be weighed down by the fact that I don't think those medical evaluations are going to going to do anything any 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 favors for him. Yeah, what a weird kind of I mean I think Anzalone is somebody a lot of people would like on tape but the dude played in 18 games in 4 yeah. years at Florida. That's crazy. I mean that's not a lot to go off of just because and it was because he was hurt almost every year. So um Honestly, I don't have a great feel for the linebacker group as a whole just because I don't I don't know, you know, a lot of the smaller names, you know, I don't know necessarily play their positions well, but they may test better athletically. I think this athleticism matters a little bit less for this position than a lot of other people may think, uh, you know, because I think there's so much cerebrally that goes into the position uh, and instinctively. Um as pure athletes, though, I think Jalen Reeves may have been in. Uh, is he able to go? I think he, he's healed, isn't he? I think he's I doing think stuff. I think so. If That's he works out. question, though. 
Yeah, yeah he's he a and, phenomenal athlete. Yeah, he and Duke Riley, I think, will be really will do really good things. So Riley has a chance to really elevate his stock in a really weak linebacker class. I think he's better than his teammate Kendall Beckwith. I, I think agree. he projects better to the next level, and I think he could really help himself this week. I think the big one for me is a guy I've been high on for a while now. I've always thought of him as kind of a late first guy, but seems to kind of fallen behind the hype of guys like Zach Cunningham and even uh, Redick. Uh, but I think I think Raekwon McMillan could be the most impressive workout uh, of anybody in this group. I think he's an underrated athlete. I love his, his on tape especially, his instincts, his explosiveness to the ball his leadership, I think he'll really win the interviews with the teams and really make them feel like he can be that heart of the defense in the, in the middle of the field to really give a, uh, an entire unit an identity. Uh, I really think he's that type of player. So I think his athleticism will look really good in the drills, and I think he'll really impress teams behind closed doors. Yeah, that's going to be interesting because as we move to who hurts themselves, I kind of thought about Raekwon here, and then I watched him a little bit more, and I was like, eh, maybe he's okay. So maybe I'm not as high on him as you, but I do think you know he could be a guy that uh, that has a has a decent combine, maybe better than I thought. I don't know really know where the common consensus is on him athletically, but uh, yeah, Ben Bowers is going to struggle. Uh, let's just be honest. Um, I don't think Beckwith's able to do anything yet, but I think he would struggle if he were able to do to, to work out. Um, you know, probably not uh, going to see anything stand out um, from the the small school guys. Uh, Jordan Herdman and Connor Harris. Are they both here? Actually, I'm not sure. We saw them at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, I think um, they're there. Are they both there? Yeah, I see I, Herman I, or I see uh, I see Harris on the list here. Yeah, and I think they both did some good things uh, for sure when they were there. Um, you know, so I will be interested to see them work out to see if they improve. I don't think Herdman is there actually, but I thought yeah, he I actually was better than Harris when he was when he was at the Senior Bowl. But um, but yeah, I don't expect Connor Harris to work out particularly well either. There's a, there's a decent a number of athletes. At the, in the linebacker group, to be honest, I mean, I, you know, I think guys like Matt Milano and and Paul, well, Paul McGlure's not there either. What what are they doing, man? They got to get Paul McGlure there. <laughs> Elijah Lee's not, he's not there either. There. I think Elijah Lee would have killed Elijah this. Lee would test well. Yeah, Blair Brown will probably test pretty well. You know, but anyway, uh, I digress. I don't think there'll be a lot of. Well, I don't. There's some of these guys I haven't seen as closely yet, but I think Bowler will be among. Uh, the slowest. I'm yeah. sticking with that. I said that a year ago. <laughs> I think he's not going to impress teams here. I got, I got, I got to ride and die with it, right? You really do. You really do. I, I think Riley Bullock from uh, Michigan State falls into that category too. I, I think they're solid football players on Sundays, uh, but I don't think again mm-hmm. this is this is the type of event that will accentuate what they do best. Secondary man, it's a deep class. We got a lot of phenomenal athletes in this group, but try to narrow it down to maybe a couple on uh, both corner and safety, real quick, uh, as to who's going to impress you. I'm sure you're going to mention your your favorite uh, versatile safety yeah. out of Washington, but who else? Yeah, who else? Uh, yeah, Buda Baker's going to kill it in the three cones and the agilities for sure. Yeah, uh, maybe I don't know what he'll run in the forty, you know, but that, as long as he's in the four five range or better, that'll be fine with me for a safety. Um. I think Jalen Tabor probably has a pretty good week, to be honest, uh, in terms of that regard. Now that he's got a way answer for character questions and other things, but uh, in terms of the uh, the on the field stuff for the combine, I think he's going to do really well for himself. Um, I think Marshawn Lattimore will have a strong week and affirm things uh, what people think of him. He clearly can run, and that's big for corners, I think. And so, I think he'll have a really good week. Uh, I think Cameron Sutton's more fluid than people are giving him credit for. Isn't I he? I don't. Yeah. I don't I get why good. more people aren't higher on him. And I, I think I some either. of it's injury related because. 
and a lot of those SEC defensive backs, Marcus May, Eddie Jackson's the same thing. People are going to catch on after this weekend, I think, and Sutton's one of those guys. I loved him at the Senior Bowl, man. Yeah, I I feel like Sutton is – I think maybe it's because he got that first-round hype, and I don't think he's a first-rounder, but – and then people kind of were like, oh, he's not as good as the first. So they just yeah, kind of they were like, oh, shut down corner, number one right. type of guy. It's not his game, but he's a fantastic football player. Yeah, versatile and super smart kid. He's going to look some coaching staff's going to love him. I think he's going to go higher uh, in the NFL's mind than it will. And in, uh, in on some of the boards that you see. I agree, man. I, I think Obi Melifonwu is going to be the big winner, I think, out of this group. Six, four, legit, almost 220. Fantastic smoothness out of his breaks for being that size. I think he's going to run really well. Um, I really wouldn't be surprised. And I mentioned Eddie Jackson. I think he's going to have a really good week. I think he's going to run. Is he able people. to do stuff? I can't remember. I think so. I, I saw some video yeah. of him running uh, a couple right. weeks ago. I think he's going to be able to. to and I know a guy that you've been high on after the Senior Bowl, especially John Johnson, I think is really going to turn some heads this week as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are all good names. I mean, the safety class is going to be great. We didn't even mention Jamal Adams. I think he'll kill it. Um, man, there's – there could be a number of different guys in this safety class that really, really help themselves, I think. I think it's important. I think Justin Evans is a great athlete, too, by the way. Um, I think it's important for Marcus Williams to test well because single high safeties, Tedrick Thompson, Justin Evans, Marcus Williams, and all guys that kind of project to that type of a role mm-hmm. that are in that like second-tier group. And so I think he's got to kind of distinguish himself and, and test well athletically. I I need to see more tape. I, I It's hard for me to get a feel for him athletically on tape, so I'm not sure what – we're going to see from him. Uh, I think he's a solid day two guy from what I saw on tape. I think it's going to be important for him. I think Tedrick Thompson is going to crush the agilities. I have concerns about him as a tackler and some of the stuff on the field, but I think he's really good short area quickness, change of direction type guy. Uh, so I think he'll impress people in that way. Who, who are some guys, maybe one corner, one safety, who you think will not make the most of this week? Uh, corners, you know, I was really worried about Marlon Humphrey running. I like him everywhere else though. So his 40, you know, I guess I have some concerns there about what he'll do there. I think Razul Douglas and the change of direction, agility drills and our workouts. And then the on-field drills, I think he'll struggle a little more and he is at his best, I think, or going to be at his best, uh, when he's pressing. And I think that's where he'll, you know, make the most money, uh, probably in a role like that. You know, I think it's important for guys like Jordan Lewis um, and um, Trey White, you know, to to test really well. And I think that they will. I think that those guys will. But I think there's some people that would probably pick them and maybe throw them in this group, too. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go, you know, at the the cost of time here, I'm going to go with um, I'm going to go with Razul Douglas as a guy I think that will probably do okay in the 40. But I don't think he'll test particularly well in other areas. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with on either side of this. I'm gonna pick a pair of of big corners. We see teams looking for those you know guys with long arms and height. One guy that I think won't necessarily impress at the combine, but I think is still a pretty solid day three guys. Uh, Tristan Decoud from uh, Decoud or however you pronounce that. I don't even know anymore. Decoud, I think. I think so. I think I had it close to right the first time. But anyway, he's a big physical guy. Don't think he's as athletic uh, as some of the other big corners in this draft. On the other side of that coin, I would not be surprised to see Kevin King from Washington really blow this thing up. I I think he's going to run faster than people expect, uh, and I think he's a legit 6'2", 6'3", really, really long arms. Hasn't even really filled out that frame yet, still kind of lean. But I think he could be one of the big, pleasant surprises from this corner group. Yeah, I agree with you there for sure. Um, And I think that... 
with King, um, you know, he may test better than Sidney Jones. Man, if people start talking about the fact that he's gonna he should go higher than Sidney Jones or he's better than Sidney Jones, you're gonna lose. Your I mind. might I might lose my mind. I really like King though too. I don't want to make it sound like I don't. Um, I just think that yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's not no. Uh, one guy I think that will struggle in the safety group as we move over to that to that group. Uh, I think that I think Josh Harvey Clemens is getting hyped as a great athlete, and I don't know if I see that. Maybe he runs okay in the forty, but. I don't think all around he's the athlete that people are thinking he is. I mean, I know some guys are going to struggle. You know, I don't think Rayshon Jenkins stands out here. I don't think Desmond King stands out really in particular here. Um, you know, so there's some guys like that that may struggle. But I don't know, man. I, Josh Harvey Clemens, I think a lot of people expect him to go in and get his name on the map and test off the charts. And I think he'll run an OK 40. I think he'll jump well. But I bet the agilities really raise some concerns, especially if teams are like, no, we want him to be a really long corner for us again. Or, you know, he's box safety, I think, that doesn't isn't really that physical. So I, I don't know. I think his projection's tougher than people are kind of – I think they get fall in love with the tangibles there. But I'm just not sure he's a great athlete. I've seen some people mention that they might like him at linebacker more than safety. Yeah, that could be an option. I mean, he plays his best role in the box, and if he's his listed size is six four two twenty eight, so if he comes around near in, in there around that, that's probably where teams may use him. But the thing is, he's for as tall as he is, that's not really as big as it sounds, and yeah, he might even be tall. I mean, he is super lanky, um, and I don't know if he's physical or instinctive enough to play in the box. You know, I mean, if you're playing linebacker, you know, your athleticism matters less to me, which is might be good for him, but you got to have some other things to bring to the table. I don't know if he brings that to the table enough. So he, he's going to be really interesting to talk about after this week, I think. Who runs the fastest 40 out of any defender this weekend? Oh, my gosh. Anybody this weekend. Well, looking through the cornerback group, because I feel like we've got to have a winner from that. Corn Elder's fast, man. Adoree Jackson or Corn Elder, probably. I, I was going to pick Adoree, so you, yeah. you you take Corn, well, I'll, I'll take Adoree Jackson. I'll go Corn just to be different, but yeah, both of those guys are really fast. I think they're gonna they're gonna both do some damage. Uh, I don't really care who runs the slowest of this group. It just disappoints me that the slowest one will still be faster than probably both of us. <laughs> That's probably true. The slowest person uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Period. I'm not sure that'll probably be one of the defensive linemen. That's well, yeah, no. In the secondary, though, I, yeah, I don't right. Think we could get it in the way. secondary. Hmm, I'm gonna have to take a crack at it, and I'm gonna have to say, what about if I went with Rayshon Jenkins? I think he's slow. Yep, I could see that. And again, I think uh, I think Tristan Dakud um, might not run as fast as as people think. Uh, but yeah, Jenkins is is up there. One of the, one of those bigger safeties that that makes the most sense to me. Yeah, I just don't think he's gonna do. I think Desmond King. Everybody's been talking about his workouts for. It, I mean, last year when people thought he was gonna declare, they were already talking about yeah. him, and then he declare. And so, I don't even. It's kind of weird because I don't think many people see him as a first rounder right now. No, and I don't see him as year. a combine dominator type anyway. That's I don't right. think that's his. But thing. I feel like there's going to be a ton of scrutiny around his workouts, so it'll be interesting. Yeah. Hey, if I'm a team though, if I was a GM, I'd be like, sure, go ahead. Oh yeah, it was terrible. Oh, real bad, real bad. Round two, that's round it. three, gimme. Yeah. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Uh, All right, man. Hey, Josh, let's uh, let's put a bow on this baby before yeah, the combine starts rolling. Prospect of the day. Who you got? 
Let's see. I'm going to go with the edge group because that's who where I'm focusing right now, finishing my write-ups for that that group. And, uh, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna go with um, Ryan Anderson because I'm, I'm writing up his report right now. And I think that, um, you know, great frame that isn't going to need any time, extra time in an NFL weight room. Uh, he's pretty solid out of his stance. You know, I don't think he's super twitched up, but um, gets a good jump off the ball and good forward lean into his rush, you know, not, not exposing a lot of his pads for punches. He doesn't get worked, period. Run game, pass rusher, he just isn't going to get worked, man. He's taking his ground, period. Um, active hands at the top of the arc, good. He understands how swat hands down. If you're if you're if you're not careful with your strike timing as a tackle, he's going to get you. Uh, he'll he'll catch you, um, and he'll make that a, that a little softer edge for him. Um, he's a terrific run defender. I think. Uh, I don't think his range as a run defender. That's really what's going to hold him back because I don't think he's a core of the formation, the sideline type of run and chase type of player. Uh, which means, uh, to me, he's not an off-the-ball option. And I know some people have projected him there. He worked out there a little bit at the Senior Bowl, but he didn't look good there, and he really struggled in coverage. He's just not a great athlete, period. And that's going to hurt him, I think, when it comes to even you know the combine, but also playing on the edge. I mean, I think athleticism is really, really important. I think he's really stiff in the hips. He doesn't turn the corner well. Um, he really needs a soft, soft edge. So a poor, poor athlete to tackle or to get a really good jump off the ball, which I don't think he does consistently enough, you know, at a high level um, and, and or to win with with his hands at the top of the arc and really knock down a punch and get a guy off balance. He really needs that soft edge, I think. And so I think his flexibility is limited. Uh, I don't think he plays counter games really well and he's not probably fast enough off the arc. You know, to get opportunities to counter Zach Banner quickly on almost every rep because Banner had to basically just like turn and run and sprint up the arc with him. So he could have countered inside easily. And he only did it once, really. And it was kind of a slow counter. He just kind of waited for Banner to run by him. So he doesn't really understand spin counters or how to set up his rushes yet. Um, which he's going to need to at the next level for sure. Um, a, a shorter tackle radius, sometimes he'll fall off that. He's not great in space as a tackler. I wish he was better there because then I could really give him one of the top run defending edges. But I think he's ultimately just – his only limitations are kind of his his athletic ones, I think, which is unusual because this guy was like the number 19 overall prospect in the nation and the number one edge in the nation um, You know, from, uh, from uh, 247 Sports coming out of high school. So – I think he has some limitations, and I think it's ultimately going to hurt him. You know, some people will compare him to Marcus Golden. I don't think he's as good with his hands or as good as a mentally pro- from a mental processing standpoint as a pass rusher. So I see Anderson as a fringe top 100 type guy, which is lower than a lot of people have him. Um, not so much because I don't think he'll be able to make the jump and, and translate to the next level, but. I just don't think that he projects really well because of his limitations. And when he was able to go with the senior boy, I thought that that was kind of affirmed not only in his coverage, but also in his work off the edge. So I just am not as high on him as some other people. I, I like him for what he is. I just don't think he projects to a really impactful role in the NFL. Yeah, I think the more I, I watch Ryan Anderson, the more I, I agree with you. I was pretty high on him coming out of the the playoff high and the performance he had in those couple of games, but the, the deeper you dig down into the film. And I think what we saw at, at the senior bowl really exposed some of those flaws that as the full evaluations come together, we'll really see him much more as a, a day two type of guy. Uh, mm. I'm going to touch on a guy real quick that um, it's kind of somewhat under the radar. It's a deep corner class. So I think he's a, a fringe day three guy, maybe even an undrafted free agent, but coming from a big program and, and a pretty highly touted recruit, Sojourn Shelton out of Wisconsin mm. uh, is a really interesting guy. If you liked Tavon Young out of Temple last year, which I really did, especially after the Senior Bowl. So did I. 
undersized, but extremely technically sound and and very fluid and quick as a cover man. I think he's a fantastic fit as a nickel guy. I think he needs to put on a little weight. Hopefully he does that and comes in a little bigger than he was. I think he was listed at like 5'9", almost 170, which is not big enough. Uh, But again, Tavon Young, not a huge dude at 5'9 as well. Um, but a, a productive guy, four-year starter for, for Wisconsin, was kind of surprised people by going leaving the Miami area uh, and not going to a state school or even anybody in the southeast, but going to the Big Ten. Um, you know, needs to improve as a tackler, which, again, with a smaller guy you're always worried about. But I think that his his refinement as a cover guy is, is perfect for the slot. I think he's going to do really well and, and impress teams that way. And, again, four years of starting experience at a Power 5 school. I think he's a guy that could – because of his skill set and how it how it compares to a guy like Tavon Young and how successful we saw Young be as a rookie for Baltimore last year shows that these types of guys can have a, an instant impact in the right situation. So he's a guy I think everybody should keep an eye on. That's a real interesting pick because every time I watch Wisconsin this year, the dude just made plays. Uh, you know, he plays with kind of a little bit of an edge to him, which I really liked. And, uh, yeah, I, I – I thought he was he looked really good when I watched him live. I haven't studied him yet, uh, but four interceptions, twelve passes defense, and I thought that was pretty indicative of uh, what he offered. I mean, he got played heavily four years at Wisconsin. You know, I mean, that's you know nothing to. And that I think they had the number one ranked secondary in at least one category. I think it was passing yards allowed or something like that um, going in uh, or at the end of the season. I think they said so. Uh, you know, he's obviously a big part of that and a guy that grew over his time there and yeah experience and refinement boom i love that in the slot man because you need that guy to be a communicator and you need him to be ready for any route that could be thrown at him so yeah i'm excited to get to his tape now that you mentioned him yeah i think the big thing that'll hurt him particularly as a nickel guy is that lack of bulk and and lack of polish as a tackler because you really need that guy to almost be an extra box defender at times so i think that's the area where he'll really need to improve really need a a a solid position coach to really develop that that area of his game if he really wants to be uh on the field and again in a Mm -hmm. position where in now's today's nfl the the nickel corner is a starter so that's really something that you know you have to develop if you're going to stay that close to the box so um john that does it for this episode we've we've now gone through both sides of the ball with our combine superlatives uh hope you guys enjoyed these episodes friday's episode as always going to be all about your questions so send them in on twitter tag john at Ledyard nfl draft tag myself at luke easterling use the hashtag fan friday because that's what it is it's your show you take it over we're going to answer all the questions that you want to know whether it's combine whether it's this year's draft we're already seeing buzz about sam darnold for next year good lord can we please at least get through the combine (laughs) before we're talking about next year's quarterback class it's crazy but that's how much you crazy people love this stuff we're already talking about it um it's just going to be so much fun so much action coming this weekend john you're going to be there we're looking forward to hearing uh, all the things that you're seeing and hearing out of out of the event uh, so again, follow follow us on Twitter. Keep keep in touch. We want to interact with you guys. Subscribe on iTunes, Audio Boom, wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a rating. Give us feedback. We want this show to be what you want it to be. We want to cover the draft and give you the information that you want. So, John, thanks again. Always love doing it, man. It's a blast. Um, five days a week we're talking NFL Draft here on Locked On NFL Draft. So we will talk to you again tomorrow before we head into the big weekend of the Combine, and we'll be right back on Monday. We may even have some stuff for you over the weekend if John's feeling yeah, froggy. Yeah. So let's see what we can get our hands and ears and eyes on, and we'll bring it to you as best we can. Once again, for John Ledyard, I'm Luke Easterling. We will talk more NFL Draft with you and take your questions tomorrow.
Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17